been uh, started last week talking about um, that creation has a voice. And last week we looked at the fact that creation declares the glory of God. We looked at Psalm 19 and we looked at Job 38, 7 and saw how creation declares. But not only does creation declare the glory of God, the scriptures tell us that creation also groans. It's in a sense of agony. It's waiting for something. And waiting is tough. You know what it is to um, wait to be able to open the Christmas presents. It's tough just to watch those presents sitting there. Some of you are fortunate you have good parents who put the presents out on Christmas Eve. And then there was my mom who put them out four weeks beforehand. So you had to stare at them for four weeks, rattling them. Presents are hard to wait for. There's that time that you know you're going to get something in the mail. And waiting for it is just tough. I go online and I order that latest Lego. And I wonder, why isn't there the next day? It's hard to wait. It's hard to wait for meals sometimes. Have you ever gone to one of those restaurants that um, you order your meal and you wait and you wait and you wait and your stomach growls and you wait some more and you try to flag down the waitress or the waiter and you wait. Lynn and I took a trip to uh, Chamberlain beautiful little town of Chamberlain up the, up the road for peace, and we ate at a Mexican restaurant in town. Well, we wanted to eat at the Mexican restaurant in town. We waited and waited and waited and waited. Never got our meal. Finally, I called the waiter over, and I said, you know, it's pushing an hour since you've been here. I think we need to go. He did bring us an iced tea or something. He didn't charge us for that, which was very nice. But we waited and we got hungry. Sometimes we are waiting for that arrival of the new baby. Especially those of you moms who have carried that baby for nine months going, you know, in like the eighth month, I, I, you hear the groaning. Linda used to think that one of God's cruel things would be to uh, have her get pregnant and then not give birth, but have Jesus come back first. And that fear of spending eternity <laughs> in that state hasn't happened. And that probably won't happen anytime soon. Sometimes, very sadly, we wait for that medical diagnosis. We wait for the phone to ring. Is it cancer or isn't it? Waiting's tough. So we're going to look at 
that groaning, that waiting today. If you have a copy of the scriptures, I invite you to turn to Romans 8, verse 18. Let me read it for us, and then um, jump back and make some comments. Romans 8, 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us and to us. For creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. Not only creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait with eager as we wait eagerly for the adoption as sons the redemption of our bodies for in this we in this hope we are saved now hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what he sees but if we hope for what we do not see we Wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind is the mind of the Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he will also glorify. Creation groans. We may not always hear it, but it, it groans. It is longing for the coming of Jesus when we as those who have trusted their lives in Jesus are given our final and complete freedom we will know the full redemption of our souls now creation wasn't always groaning in fact if we Look back to um, Genesis chapter 1, starting in verse 26. 
Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heaven and over the livestock and over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created a man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the, every living thing of the heavens that moves on the earth. God said, I will give you every plant yielding its seed that is on the face of the earth and every tree with its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. And there was an evening and a morning, the sixth day. God created humanity. He created man and woman, and he placed them in this beautiful garden, and he tells them, have dominion, enjoy. It will always bear fruit. You will have the responsibility of, of uh, caring for and even having dominion over. I have set this place as a blessing for you. I will dwell with you there. It will be the place where heaven and earth touch. Just one thing. That tree in the middle, don't touch it. Chapter 3 of Genesis. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of the tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And we know the story that both Adam and Eve ate of the tree, and they suffered the repercussions thereof. And God places a curse on the, on the serpent. He places a curse on the woman, and he places a curse on the man. And he said to Adam, verse 17 of chapter 3, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and eaten of the tree which I commanded you, you shall not eat it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. From out of it you were taken, for you are dust. And to dust you will return. Because of the fall, the relationship that was good between God and man, between man and his, the creation, is destroyed. 
A man has worked now from the, by the sweat of his brow to make sure that he has food to eat, that he can supply for his wife and his family. Creation forever changed after the fall. Creation is broken like we are broken. But lest we get too discouraged, we started at the first front of the book. We should go to the back of the book. Revelation chapter 21. Then, this is John speaking. Remember, he's been there now. He's seen uh, Jesus. He's seen serpents and women and uh, heard trumpets and saw horses and saw the wrath of God poured out. He saw people by the throne praising God. He's seen all of that, and now he's coming to the end, and the Lord is wrapping up this um, revelation. Verse 1 of chapter 21, he says, And then I saw a new heaven. I saw a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. The sea being no more is a good thing, just a little side note, that the ancient peoples, if you wanted to have a picture of utter chaos, it was the sea, it was the ocean, it was a place of danger, of fear, where most people would even go out in boats, but they would not come back. There were creatures that bumped you. You ever been in the ocean? You know, when I've gone out surfing or and you're sitting on the board, and your legs are dangling, and something bumps you. It's not a happy moment. The sea was no more. That's good news. Good news. New heaven, new earth. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven, God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying or pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. It is the new creation that is coming. It's the reinstatement of the garden. Where that garden was that meeting place between God and man. This new creation will be the meeting place between God and man. Again, the temple of God, the holy city, is going to come and impact our world. 
that relationship that was broken at the fall between man and God and between man and creation will be dealt away with. But here we are, 2022, and we groan. We groan not without hope, but we groan because of the pressures of the world of our own sin nature that pushes down upon us. It says here in verse 22 of of chapter 8 of Romans um, that creation, the whole of creation has been groaning together since the beginning, since Adam and Eve were expelled from the garden. Creation has been longing for redemption to be shown through the children of God. Longing. Hoping. Knowing that somehow when man is set free, when woman is set free by the grace of God, creation will be set free. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. There are some things about the Midwest that I don't like. Wind. Um, tornadoes. Humidity. But there are some things I really do like. Like sunrises and sunsets. I think that's what... God's glorious scene in those sunsets. It's, if you see a beautiful sunset, it's two things happen to you. Your eyes are drawn to it. You want to see every moment as that sun slowly sinks into the west. But you know at the same time, sometimes that sun pops out behind those clouds and you are blinded. Sometimes see that as the glory of God revealed to us. We see his beauty as um, the psalmist writes in Psalm 27, I want to gaze on the beauty of the Lord, knowing that sometimes as we gaze, the full glory of God uh, pops out at us and we shield our face. That's going to be a great day. And we see God. And creation is going to be set free. But not only does creation groan, we groan. We who know Jesus, we who have surrendered our lives to the one who died in our place, who rose triumphant, we, uh, we groan too. We eagerly wait for our adoption as the sons of God. It's like those, those kids that some of you have adopted. Some of those kids knew that they were being adopted. They were being taken out of a, a group home where they are... Um, been cared for, sometimes in the most minimalistic way. 
And they hear you're going, they're going to be adopted. And they wait at the gate. They wait at the gate. Eagerly awaking for that new mama. That new papa who will come and love them and care for them. Give them their, their own bed. Their own toothbrush. And they wait. With eager anticipation, they wait. And that's how we are. We are the daughters and sons of God. And we wait for that which is promised to us. That full redemption. That um, we will see our, not only our spirits changed and enlivened by the spirit of, the God, of God. But our bodies will change as well. Glorified bodies. Yeah, I'm waiting for that one. No more pain, no more tears. When I was a kid, I used to think we could get to heaven and eat all the banana splits we wanted and never gain a pound. One could still hope that that would be true. But we groan waiting, but we have hope as well. It's not hope in that, I hope it will someday, but hope that's uh, assured. The end of verse 25, we um, wait with patience, word better defined as steadfast endurance, actively involved in waiting. Creation groans, waiting for God's revealing, full revealing in us. We groan, waiting, but we're not alone in our groaning. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know how to pray. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us. Notice what it says here, with groanings too deep for words. Holy Spirit, I think, groans, waiting for the full revealing of Christ in the world, in all of his glory, and the redemption, the completed redemption of creation. And the Holy Spirit groans with us. It's like Jesus weeping before the tomb of Lazarus. Did he know that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead? I believe he knew that. But still he wept. Because of the brokenness, the death that our sin brought us. And the Holy Spirit groans with us. And he knows exactly what to pray for us. When all we can do is groan. Have you ever come to that place in prayer? The time that something in life has driven you to your knees and all you can do is... <sighs> I can't pray, God. 
I don't even know what to pray for. The words aren't even there. I am empty. It's good news that the Holy Spirit knows what we need and prays for us. And what does he pray for? I'm not sure everything he prays for, but I know that one of the things that he prays for is that God's original plan will be reinstated. And we don't have time to to go into this passage real deep, but it bears stating something. Verse 28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. We said it a few weeks ago when we started in our book, at, in our study in the seven churches of Revelation, that we have to be very careful about what we do with Scripture. And here is another one of those verses that we make trite because we just throw it out. person comes to you and says, I've just been diagnosed with cancer. And I've heard it said, that's okay. Remember, God works all things for good. I'm sorry. That person who is suffering is not thinking that right now. They're suffering. They're hurting. Let's just be honest. There's lots of things that happen in your life that happen in my life that are not good. They're bad. They hurt. We may carry that pain with us for the whole of our lives. So what's going on? Well, it's good to know that God is good and God has our ultimate good uh, status in hand. That's what this whole section that Paul is writing is talking about. That's the context that we're given here, that even though creation groans, even though we groan, even though the Holy Spirit groans, God's going to take it to that place of goodness, not the healing of our bodies or of our minds, but the redemption of our souls. That is good. Bless you. But the, Paul's writing doesn't stop there. For those he foreknew, he also predestined. Oh, that's another one of those things. There is a whole theology, a whole argument that's gone on for hundreds of years about what it means to be predestined. I ain't going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Greater minds than mine have tried to wrestle with that. But I think they maybe have messled, wrestled wrongly. For those he foreknew, he also been, has predestined what? To be conformed to the image of his son. Brothers and sisters, that's what you've been predestined to. To be conformed to the image of the Son. That's the goal of your life. 
God is taking us all the way back to the garden. Let us make man in our image. That was the original plan, that we would be, uh, as it were, co-regents with God, caring for God's creation. That's what we've been predestined to. That's what we were created for. And until that finds its completion, we groan. We groan. Remember this, that suffering is real. Paul makes that clear. He says, for I consider that the sufferings of this world, he doesn't minimize suffering. Suffering is real, but don't forget also is your salvation real. So what do we do? What can we do as we eagerly groan? Let me give you two things. First, um, I would encourage you as you groan to tend an earthly garden. Help creation be what it was meant to be. Get out in creation. And I'm not talking just to you farmers out there who have thousands of acres you till and plant, though that's a good thing. I'm talking about all of us. Get back out into nature and, and work the soil. Help bring God's created work back in. And I know this to be true about Linda, is that the time that she is out in the garden... She says that that's the closest she feels to God. That's her time with God. And I'm really excited about that because often she's out there weeding. And I feel guilty for having her out there weeding, but I surely wouldn't want to interrupt her time with God. So we let her weed. And she's a crazy gal. She actually finds some enjoyment in that. Weeding was so important, why would God have created Roundup? Tend an earthly garden. Find a spot. I read once of a, an encouragement to uh, even go out into nature and find a five square feet and make it your part. Live in it. Find the bugs. Look under the rocks care for the plants, but be in the midst of creation because it is God's creation. And then not only tend an earthly garden, but I encourage you to tend a heavenly garden. Be in prayer. Be still before the Lord. Let the Holy, Holy Spirit do his work of intercession. When you go before God, excuse me, in prayer... Forgive me, Mom. Shut up. Be quiet. Let the Holy Spirit speak. He's got a better handle on things than I do. 
tend this garden. Let it bear fruit under righteousness. Let's pray. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. If you would like to know more about Bethesda Church, you can check us out on the web by going to our website, which is BethesdaMB.org. That's Bethesda, M as in Mary, B as in boy, .org. Or check us out on Facebook by searching for Bethesda Church of Hero. Have a blessed day.